Yo, yo, what's going on? Good people, today is Monday, February 8th, I'm sorry, February 6th, 2023. Time is 11.18 a.m. Eastern Time. You all know what the episode number 150 of the bridge. We're down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush. Here bringing my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we talk about, things that we discuss, mainly for me, sports, music, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level, things that we talk about every single day. Uh, got a lot to talk about this week. Um, have a lot of um, war in Ukraine updates. Uh, two, not one, but two Chinese balloons seen one floating over the United States and one floating over South America. Uh, we got some updates about uh, documents found in Biden's house, Santos stepping down, uh, some tragic news that happened to a uh, New Jersey councilwoman. Um, just uh, well, we got Grammy, uh, Grammy Award updates and what happened at the Grammys last night. It was a great show. Very good show. Trevor Noah did a heck of a job hosting the show as always. And we got a lot of sports um, sports news to get into also. And um, the tragedy that just happened with the uh, natural disaster that happened in Turkey. I'm going to get into that. But as always, the past, like I've always done the past almost three, three, going on three years now, I'm going to start with COVID um, updates. As of right now, <clears throat> there are 102, 102 million cases. Of COVID here in the United States, um, 1.1 million plus people have died as a result of COVID. 68% of the country has been fully vaccinated. 33% of the country has received a booster shot. I'll read those numbers again. 102 million cases of COVID here still in the United States. 1.1 million plus people have died as a result of COVID. 68% of the country has been fully vaccinated. 33% 33% of the country has received their booster shot. I'm noticing that those numbers are st- are tending to plateau. Those numbers are, are, they've been the same for about a couple months now. And um, in March, yeah, March, I remember March of 2020. That's when it really exploded. That's when it really uh, hit and was basically shut, as, as far as I know, the entire world down. Um, it's just like the flu shot, people. I was telling my telling my coworkers, or telling certain my, certain family members of mine, it's just like you just like in the flu shot. It's just like you, you need to get it, you need to have it done because it's not going anywhere. Enough enough cases, enough people have died, and there have been so many variants and so many different types of this. It's 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 not going anywhere. And just people, please go get go get the back, go get vaccinated. Go get the booster shot if you're eligible because it's not going anywhere. It's going to remain here, and it is what it is. So, like I said, we're going on three years. The first case of it was in 2019, but when it really exploded and took off and did with the damage that it did was coming up. It's hard to believe it'll be March. It'll be three years that we've really been dealing with COVID and dealing with it heavy. So, go get vaccinated. Go get booster shot as soon as you're eligible. So, um, my thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the people of Turkey. Uh, last night, I believe last night into this morning, they were hit with a 7.6, if I'm not mistaken, 7.6 earthquake. It's a registered 7.6 on a Richter scale. Uh, they're still trying to search for survivors, but as of right now, the death toll was at more than 1,300 people have been killed. Uh, could be climbing. They're trying, they're trying to search for, the, for survivors in certain areas. 
but that that area of Turkey, if I'm not mistaken, does sit on a vault. I mean, a fault line. Of course, we all know there are major fault lines across the world here in the United States. California, is, uh, if you know anything about earthquakes in California, they they sit on a major fault line, but there are fault lines across the planet, and certain areas sit on those. And Turkey, if I'm not mistaken, does sit on a major fault line, so they're prone to earthquakes, and so. That was a major one. Like I said, more than 1,300 people have been reported killed, but they're still trying to search for survivors. And my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to everyone in that area. Um, listen, when you're dealing with natural disasters and when you're dealing with weather, you're dealing with global warming, it's just all of these things, all of these things um, are, are in concert with each other because Another dead whale turned up on a beach in Long Island, New York. And so that is, um, I believe, the third or fourth whale in the last month that turned up on a beach and really in one specific area of the of, of the world, because the other three or four were they were on the East Coast. It was either New York or New Jersey, the beaches along the coast of New Jersey and New York where these whales are turning up dead. And so I don't know if it's something, the water has never really been the cleanest in that area of the East Coast, you can tell, because people will always say, like if they're going on cruises or if they're going on a plane ride, that you can tell that when, you, when you're arriving, coming up into the East Coast area, that the water is more mercury, 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 or it's just, it looks grayish, like the, the water is just not as clear when you're when you're coming up into the certain part of the Atlantic Ocean, like if you go south, the south, the more south you go, when you get below the Mason Dixon line, especially when you get down by Florida into the Caribbean, the water is clear. You can pretty much when you stand in it, you can see your feet at the bottom. But the higher up you go, the higher up the um the Atlantic you go, and especially towards the uh, east coast part of the United States, the water is more dirtier. It's not clearer. And it's just, it's been that way for decades. And so it's just with man-made pollutions and our and our effect on the water and what we've done to it and everything that we've done to it to mess up the water, you have to, you have to think that that's a key indicator that the largest species that I know that's in the ocean is turning up dead. I mean, that's, that's just not a coincidence. That's something that this just does not happen all the time. This is that you, you you may have something you may have a situation like that turn up maybe once in a while. But when you have four dead wells in a matter of a month in the same area, New York, New Jersey, same beach, same tri-state area. So just saying. That's that's something that 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 needs to be looked into and needs to be taken seriously because that's not something that, that just happened out of the clear blue. Um an American was killed over in the war in Ukraine, um, volunteering in Ukraine. Um, certain CNN reporters were taken almost under under fire because of the war in Ukraine. Um, here we are in the month of February. Here it is a year later, and the war is still going on. Um, a lot of reports are saying that the next five, next four to six months will be the most critical part of this war for Ukraine. Um, Anybody that's volunteering over there, God bless you. I think that that's very admirable. You should be 
uh, saluted, but at the same time, I just don't see what the purpose is of you anybody volunteering if you're not if you're not from Ukraine, if you don't have relatives over there, friends, if you don't have any ties to Ukraine. I understand your humanity and you want to go over there and help, but it's just not worth your life. And that's basically what it boils down to is that, how can I put this? There are other ways I believe that you can volunteer and help in this world without you going over there and risking your life. I, I, that's just my, that's just my opinion. It's just, it's just that. Because if you're an American, there's just certain parts of the world where you're not going to be received. You're not going to be taking you. You're, they're they're going to look at you as the enemy. They're going to look and possibly and very much look at you as a threat. I'm I'm just saying, it's just Ukraine, Russia, North Korea, China. It's just certain parts of the world. If you are an American citizen, you might not want to go over there. You might want to sit this one out. You might want you might want to just if you're not in the military if you're not in military if you've not been trained by the military or have military backing you might want to leave that one alone. That's just my humble opinion. Um, spoke on it earlier. Two balloons, China, um, balloons that were from China. One was spotted floating over the United States, uh, first seen around Montana and in Missouri and. Charlotte, North Carolina, and then it was finally shot down around South Carolina. Uh, then another one was seen floating over Latin America. Uh, said the balloons looked to be the size of at least two or three school buses. They don't know exactly what was in them. Uh, the balloons have now been taken from South Carolina where they were shot down. They were now taken by the FBI to um, the Quantico offices in Virginia to be analyzed and see what they were in and see what they um, were made of. But, um, yeah, that's just, um, hmm, that's not subtle. That's, that's about as subtle as a sledgehammer. I'm sorry. Knowing the fact that the United States and China are not on good terms right now, I don't care that they're basically Biden and Kamala Harris going over to take pictures and meeting with the leaders. It's basically a photo op because you don't let something like that happen. When you let lot one but two balloons and that you know they're from your country, and you're spying over countries in different areas and whatnot, that's just a blatant sign that you're trying to, I don't know what message, what message you think you're trying to send, but huh, that's it. Everybody's, uh, everybody's radars are up. This is, this is not the time where you just want, oops, we just let a couple balloons go because we just want to see how far they can float. No, that's just, you, you're sending the message. And I believe a lot of it has to do because the U.S. US boosted their military presence over in Taiwan and the Philippines and China. I guess they just they were not happy with that. They were they were, they were a little upset. So they said, we're going to send two of our balloons just to float over the United States and South America just to see what's going on. See what you guys are up to just to get a closer view of the country because we like the countryside, the, the, uh, the beauty of the country. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It just makes you it just once you wonder with. With the borders going on in Ukraine, Russia getting backing from China and North Korea, and of course Ukraine getting backing from assistance from the United States and, and, and other countries that are in the NATO nations. It's just basically, it's all feel like it's boiling. It's just reaching a boiling point to a point where who's going to declare war on who first? What's going to be the tipping point 
where everybody's going to, you know, what they're going to just gonna push the red button, but like, I declare war. We're going to war. We're putting all our military presence and backing you. And, and, and are they going to use the war in Russia and Ukraine as, as the scapegoat? Because it seems like that's where we're headed. That's to me, that's where it seems like we're headed. It seems like that China and Ru- China and United States in some form or fashion are going to declare war against each other and they're going to possibly use the war on Ukraine and Russia as a scapegoat. That's where it seems like it's headed to me. That's my humble opinion. I could be totally wrong and I hope I am wrong. I hope it never gets to that point. But it's just cer- certain things that that the United States and China are doing and the way that they're feuding with each other. And you can tell they're feuding with each other. It seems like that's where, that's where we're headed. Um, President Biden was in here in Philadelphia, uh, making, they did a couple speeches, uh, came in Kamala Harris, well, Vice President Kamala Harris, they were both here in Philadelphia, they said they're announcing $500 million to upgrade the Philadelphia water plants to improve the water plants here in the city of Philadelphia, which is where I reside. But my thing is this, I understand that certain cities such as Philadelphia, the birthplace of America, uh, 44% African-American, um, it's, it's, it's a major city. It's one of, I believe it's not the fourth or fifth largest city here in the United States. So it's gonna it's gonna garner a lot of attention. It's gonna bring a lot of um, attention, resources, money. So you're gonna have the president standing there making big speeches and give five hundred million dollars to improve the water, and that's good. But my thing is this: um, you have cities in this country such as Flint, Michigan, and Jackson, Mississippi, my home state of Mississippi, which is where I was born and raised that have been dealing with water issues as well. Flint, Michigan, that the, we all know the water situation that has happened there. They've been dealing with that for more than 10, 10, 15 plus years. And they have not gotten the proper resources, money, um, attention that it deserves. And then, of course, we all know the situation that happened in Jackson, Mississippi last year, where they have been dealing with water situation at hurricanes and the government, the, the governor the, and, and every... Uh, go- uh, elected official pretty much just failed them down there in the state of Mississippi. Everyone, everyone should be hold, held accountable for that. My thing is this: is that maybe it's because the cities like Jackson, Mississippi, and Flint, Michigan are seventy to eighty percent black, and that's why they don't get the attention, they don't get the resources, they don't get the money that they should. My thing is that if you can come to Philadelphia and make speeches and donate such a large amount of money, because you know the political power that Philadelphia is. Um, those that same attention, those same resources, those same money should be given to cities like Flint, Michigan, Jackson, Mississippi, and other cities that need that need those resources, that need that clean water because they have been dealing with situations like this. Also, I'm not saying I don't know how for how long who's dealt with it the longest, but it just needs to be cleaned up. So that's my thing. If you're gonna donate money like that. When you're going to push money like that to a major city like Philadelphia, you need to push it in other cities too because they're dealing with it, if not dealing with it, dealt with it longer. So that's just my humble opinion. Um, in that same aspect, it said no classified documents were found at President Biden's beach house in Delaware by the FBI. And as that was going on, we saw depositions of Trump. He was, uh, I guess, testifying and Pleaded the fifth more than 400 times. Um, yeah, that sounds like a very innocent man. So 
just anxious to see what comes up, what comes of that situation. Um, and the, both both were wrong when it comes to having government documents and hiding them in your houses and like they're like they're gold or something like that. They were both wrong. But the only difference is you have one man who was fully cooperating, saying, "Here, I'm sorry. Look, go ahead and investigate." Another one, you'll have one who's holding on to it and pleading the fifth four hundred times. That's the difference. That's the difference. One is cooperative, and one is pretty much giving the middle finger up, saying, "I will not do this. You can't do this. This is mine, 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 mine." That's the difference. So, speaking of political, another political people, Santos is stepping down as he's as his claims are being investigated. As we all know he is the one that is saying that um, different lies and fabricated stories and it's basically getting to the point where you don't believe a single word this man is saying you don't believe anything that he's done um this is the same man that pretty much that, that it, it's it's so many lies and omissions and things that this man has done to lying about your mother education um when you were born i guess the things that you've done as being a political figure to the point where people are suing you because you, you killed their animals, their service animals, and stuff like veterans are trying to sue you. It's just, it gets to the point where certain people that are elected officials is like, can you believe any of them? And then I, so he's stepping down as his claims are being investigated. So anxious to see what happens with that. And then you have a situation where uh, a councilwoman in New Jersey was shot to death while she was sitting in her car. Um, that is, mm, when you have a situation like that, man, a lady sitting in her car, minding her business, and someone just ran, councilwoman now, elected official, someone who was elected by the people to, to do a job and, and, to do a, and, and, serve, and to serve the people of that community. She's sitting in her car, just minding her business, waiting. I don't know what she was waiting on, waiting for, but someone just walks up to her and opened fire. That's getting to the point where people are hmm. You're going to be an elected official and you're going to take a job where you're getting paid anywhere from $100,000 to $200,000 a year and you're getting all the perks and all the advantages and all the benefits of being an elected official. You better start doing your job. You better start serving the people to the best of your ability. You better start doing the things that you said that you were going to do when you took that position, when you made all those speeches and campaign runs to get elected. Because certain people out here, they're going to hold you to the letter of the law. They're going to they're gonna make their come, come liberty or death. They're taking this seriously, and people are taking these things in their hands. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not the type that they, I think that is, that's beyond wrong to do do that to go out and kill somebody because you don't agree with them or you feel like they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if you're in that position, you, you better have your head on a swivel and you better be doing to what you... I'm hoping that you're doing your job to the best of your ability because there are certain people who are becoming judge, jury, and executioner and they are taking the law in their hands and they're not waiting. So, as just... And the next stories I want to get into, man, it just goes to show you how hurt. There are some people who are hurting. There are some people who are going through it, man. Some 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 tragedies out here, man, that I saw last week. This lady in Massachusetts, man, who killed her kids after she posted on social on social media websites that she had been dealing with postpartum 
postpartum, um, as far as, and, and every woman that has had a child that has listened to me knows how serious that is. And stress and the, and, the, and the level of pressure that comes with that. My wife has had two, she's given birth to two beautiful, to our two beautiful kids. And that stress and that depression is very real. That is something that is not to be taken lightly. Um, the husband, her husband has basically asked the people to forgive her and to, to, I guess, not be so hard on her, but it's a, tra- it's a, it's a tragedy. And, and I would say that if you're going to, if you're in a position like that where you feel the stress and you feel the pressure and you feel the tension of being a parent, and even if you have kids, and she's, she's out, like I said, she was a mother of three. So it wasn't like this was a brand new baby. She's been the she's been given birth three times, and I guess it all took took its toll. If you're gonna be in that position where you know you feel like you could do something tragic, I don't I, I don't know what to say to give the babies up for adoption or let them go stay with a family member or something, but please do what you need to do before it gets to this point. Because there's you can't unring this bell. You can't unring this bell. These three, these three innocent children are gone forever. And I'm a firm believer that if God blesses you to be a parent, that is one of the greatest things that he can give you as an individual. Just be, and, and I'm a firm believer that everybody shouldn't. Just because you can't procreate doesn't mean you should be a parent. And if God blesses you to be a parent, you should take that seriously. You should do everything you can in order to change what you need to change, let go of things that you need to let go of, clean up what you need to clean up because you're held accountable for that child because God blessed you to be that child's parent. And my thoughts and prayers go out to the husband and the other family members of that tragedy, man, because that that is, that is, um, mm. That poor guy, he must be going through it because he not only lost his children, but he's pretty much lost his wife because she's going to jail for the rest of her life. There's no other way around that. I, I don't see how I don't see how she gets out of not going to jail for the rest of her life and possibly put on death row and, and possibly facing the death penalty. Then I saw another situation, man. <laughs> A lady near Chicago was killed, was arrested charged with uh, Capital One murder for killing her 96-year-old mother. And after she killed her mother, stuffed her her body into a refrigerator. What do you, what do you, I, I don't even know what to say to that. That this, this lady lived to be 96 years old on this planet. And to leave this world that way and at the hands of your own daughter and then and then you you just stuff your mother's dead body into the refrigerator like she's a piece of meat I only God can help that situation only God can sort that out only God can give the answers to that because people are hurting out here and I that's beyond tragic. That's that I, I have no other words. That's just beyond tragic. Pray for that lady who committed the murder. 
and any other family members that may be around or living because when I saw that story, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, it's just people out here in the world is going through it. They're snapping out. They're feel like they have they're at the end of their rope and to do that to your own mother and after your mother lived to be ninety six years old and that's how she leaves the planet. It's heartbreaking and tragic, man. Then I saw another situation in Michigan where these three rappers I don't know their names, never heard of these rappers before, but I saw it on CNN where they were, went missing for a few days. And then they all three of them turned up dead. Um, they were in a video shoot, if I'm not mistaken. And then days that they, they were reported missing, all of them turned up dead. Um, if, you are in a, if you are a rapper, and you're, especially if you're coming from an environment where you've had, um, if you were about that life and you know exactly what I mean when I say that, and then you're trying to transition into getting into music and doing things the right and legitimate way to become a success and do things in a positive light, you need to transition away from everyone and everything that you ever known in that life. Because there are some people that you probably made enemies with, some people who are probably envious and jealous of what you're trying to do, and they see that you're about to take it to the next level and go to that level and try to prosperous and become a productive citizen of society now and do it the right way. And they, they're trying to halt, hinder, and, and stop that any way they can. And now these three rappers are gone. And it's a shame that in the last 10 years, most of these rappers that have, I don't even know, I'm a music lover. I love hip hop. I love all genres of music. But in hip hop, it seems like I, these last group of people that have, that, that, that were on the on the come up or about to blow up, I didn't know who they were until they died or got killed. And that's a shame because their talent, their promise, that what they were meant to be and what they were supposed to do with their talent will never be. It'll never happen now. So that's all I'm saying. You, I'm not telling you to forget where you come from, but in certain aspects, especially if you are part of that life and you did things and you 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 got some mud under you got some dirt underneath your nails. You got some dirt, you got some history. You know what you did, you know what you used to do, you know who you used to run with. Separate yourself as much as you can from that life, man. That's all I'm saying. Congratulations to everyone of the Grammys last night. It was a nice show, it was a good show. Um Trevor Noah did an excellent job hosting the show. Um Beyonce and Jay-Z, they had a little Traffic uh, issues getting there last night, but they finally made it. And Beyonce, she tied the most. She got an award early that she didn't get because of traffic, but she got there and she, she won another award, making her the most um, award-winning Grammy artist ever in history. She has won the most Grammys by, bar, by bar none by any artist, any person in music history. Beyonce, the queen bee herself, has the most. So congratulations to her. And last week she announced that she is taking her Renaissance tour. She's announcing a, a worldwide Renaissance tour going from city to city, nation to nation. It's going to be huge. People are pretty much saying that they're going to be um, giving up rent checks and mortgage in their house to try to go to these shows because the, the prices of these to shows are going to be up there, through there, and out of and out of the and out of space. And people are gonna pretty much it's gonna sell out because of Beyonce and who she is. So um, congratulations to her. I saw Lizzo; she won a Grammy. I saw um, congratulations to Viola Davis. She becomes 
the third African American woman to win um to be an EGOT. And we all know this an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, following Whoopi Goldberg and Jennifer Hudson. So congratulations to her. Dr. Dre won the Global Impact Award, if I'm not mistaken. Little Wayne did also. Uh, the hip hop, 50th anniversary of hip hop, the award, the performances. Uh, Quest Love did an excellent job with that, producing that. Um, High Steve was on stage. Scarface was on stage. Big Boy from Outcast was on stage. Uh, Public Enemy was on stage. Uh, Missy Elliott, The Locks, uh, LL Cool J, uh, Busta Rhymes came out there and just flip mode to the to the 25th power. It was an awesome show. And then the night concluded with uh, DJ Khaled, uh, Rick Ross, Wayne, and uh, Jay-Z performing God Did to close out the show. So excellent show. Congratulations to all those who won. And excellent show. This is uh, Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week has now arrived. Super Bowl Sunday is this Sunday. Both teams, I believe, have arrived in Glendale, Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Game starting 6.30 p.m. at the um, State Farm Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. That's the name of the stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Um, both teams have landed in Arizona. Of course, media day will be, I believe, Tuesday. All the festivities that come with Super Bowl Sunday, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, D'Amico Ryans becomes the Texans' head coach. Um, signed, I believe, a four- or five-year deal to become the Texans' head coach. And for my sake, I hope that they at least give him three years to go in there and make his imprint and do what he needs to do because the Texans have not been good for a long period of time. It's been a cesspool. It's been a mess down there um, with, the, with the owners, with the players, everything. So D'Amico Ryan's played for the Texans. That's where he got drafted from. And his first five or six years were with the Texans. So hopefully they give him enough time to do what he needs to do to turn that franchise around and him being the man that he is and a great coach and a great player. I hope they at least give him two to three years to turn it around. Sean Payton also became the head coach of the Denver Broncos. The Broncos gave the uh, New Orleans Saints, I think, a first-round pick, a couple second-round picks, some money. It's basically like how the John how John Gruden was done in Tampa Bay. So it was picks, cash, uh, you name it, they gave it away, but they feel like Sean Payton was worth it. So Sean Payton, I believe he signed up four or five-year deal with the Denver Broncos, giving him at least 15 to $20 million a year to be the head coach there. So definitely looking forward to see what he's going to do in the city of Denver and especially with Russell Wilson being his quarterback. So looking forward to seeing what happens there. Uh, the NFL also announces that the uh, salary caps are going up to $224 million per team. They were, I believe, $198 million per team. Uh, just goes to show you that the TV deals are now have kicked in because when you see the salary cap goes up, that means the TV deals and all the endorsements and all the all the all the other sales are going up. So they say, hey, our pockets are getting bigger. So let's increase the salary cap. And it's just one sport being that football is the most dangerous sport. The most dangerous sport in all sports. There should be no salary cap. There should be guaranteed contracts and. I would just like to see that one day, just to, just to eliminate that. If not, if you're not going to eliminate the salary cap, at least give these players guaranteed contracts. Guaranteed contracts, and especially with their with their pensions and their retirement money and their and their and their medical benefits, because this is the most violent sport on the face of the earth. Those guaranteed contracts should be a thing, and their pensions and what the money that they get when they retire should be a thing also. 
Last thing I want to get into today, the GOAT, the great himself, Mr. Tom Patrick Brady Jr., <laughs> Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, also known as Tom Brady, has announced that through his um, Twitter page on social media that he is retiring again. And I think it is, it was sincere, and I think it is for good. Um, he, he wrote the long essay last year, and that lasted, as we all know, for about 30 to 40 days. And he said, nope, I want to come back. But everything that he went through this year, I think it finally it took a toll with his family and him not having the most successful season that he wanted to. And, and listen, time is undefeated. I don't care how long you try to push it or try to hold it off. Time is undefeated. Time is undefeated, and Tom Brady is 45 years old. And he told his teammates in his earlier days with the New England Patriots that he wanted to last until he was 45. He wanted to play until he was 45 because that had never been done before, a quarterback playing that long and especially at the highest and at playing at the level that Tom Brady played at. So, I mean, he has nothing to prove, nothing to prove. He, The numbers, 8,000-plus yards, 640-some touchdowns, Seven Super Bowl wins, 10 Super Bowl appearances, five Super Bowl MVPs, three regular season MVPs. He owns every statistical category that you can think of as a quarterback. And I just can't see anybody breaking his record. It may, some record, they may come close. They may come close. And especially if Patrick Mahomes wins this Sunday against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, because that'll make him have two Super Bowl wins. And he's only 27 years old. So, barring. Any injuries or any setbacks, it can, it can be close. It can be very, he can, he can come close, but I don't see anybody breaking his records. I really don't. To play at the level that he played at for 23 years, it's all he's ever known. I mean, you think about it. He played 23 years in the NFL. He played 24 seasons in college, four seasons in high school, and then at least two or three seasons in middle school, and then probably two or three in Little League. So that's all this man has ever known from the age of six to seven until 45. So congratulations to Tom. I don't even think they should wait five years. They should go ahead and put him in the Hall of Fame right now. Just just get it. Get, just Whenever they make the speeches in August, just go ahead and put his name in it. I don't even know what you want. It's just certain people. You don't even have to wait five years. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He can make his speech today if he wanted to and go ahead and put his bust in the Hall of Fame. Ain't even wait five years for what? You already know he's a first ballot. He's a shoe-in. Don't even talk about. So, and we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses. But we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find the common ground and interest, and begin to pick each other's brain, dig into and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of the Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush. I will be posting this to Anchor Podcast, as well as on my Twitter page and Facebook page. People, please stay safe, stay vigilant. Check on those who you need to check on, especially if they're in isolation or if they've been making certain things, uh, voicing their opinions about stress and dealing with uh, pressure and trauma. Check on people. You never know what they're going through. You never know what they're dealing with. Man. Pray for them. Pray for you. I pray for me. We pray for each other because you just never know what somebody's dealing with. You never know what somebody's going through. So don't ever take that lightly. And I'll get at you guys again next week. Until then, stay safe and have a good one. Peace.